Hey guys, this is Jamie, and I just wanted to jump in here really quick before we get the show started to let you know that when we recorded this episode of Book Club, it ended up taking us much longer than our usual episode length. So we've divided it up into two episodes because one part contains spoilers for the Imperium books. So that'll be released as a separate kind of bonus episode. You can find it in your feeds right where you get this podcast. It'll be the next one after this. But this part is just going to be our kind of overview book club episode. And then the next one will be the bonus. Thanks for being here, guys. And uh, happy holidays. Welcome to Coffee Talk. Stop it. <laughs> God. <laughs> Trying to start the damn podcast. Oh, fine. Hello and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey friends. Hello and welcome to episode 40. Today is book club number two. We do this every 20 episodes. We're going to talk about some books we've loved, some books we didn't love, uh, which are very few. We loved, we liked all the books this 20 weeks. And we're going to talk about maybe some in-depth spoilers kind of stuff from the Imperium books at the end. So we'll let you know when that's coming in case you haven't read those and intend to. Save that for the end. We'll save that, that would for be the end. Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So those are those are going to be some fun to talk about. But first, one quick reminder, if you want to be a pen pal, we're going to talk a bit today about some things that our pen pals have shared with us. We talk to them all the time. If you want to be a pen pal, you want to be in our Discord, you can join us at our Substack, lettersfromtheroadpod.com. Click on the subscribe button. You can subscribe for free to get the letters twice a week in your inbox or you can upgrade your subscription you can pay five dollars per month forty dollars for the year hundred dollars at the founding member level and that gets you access to our pen pals discord sometimes we do some surprise things with them like a virtual cocktail hour or a virtual game night or things like that so that's a lot of fun mostly we just kind of chat with them and ask them questions and make them give us ideas for a book club <laughs> no we love that group and it's they're a lot of fun, fun. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a great little, great little community we're building there. Yeah, if you've been on the fence about joining, now's a great time. Please do. Yeah, we love We'd to love have you to there. See ya. Yeah. So, now Clay, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, we're going back to a cocktail. We're having cocktails for Sunday night cocktails. I know, I know. We used to do them all the time. I've gotten rusty. Yeah. Because actually I had to remake this one. It was so bad the first time. I tasted it. It was, wow. It, it was really bad. And then I tried to add some cranberry Sprite to it. And that made it way worse. I think it was like um, fragrant hand soap. Oh, yeah. I, it's I, like what it tasted like. Yeah. So this is a maple old-fashioned. Yeah, it's decent. Um, so it's, I mean, standard old-fashioned, right? Whiskey. Bitters, orange peel. Yeah. Like, or not, you know, how, what do you say? Rind? Yeah, like that. No. Not just, you don't zest it, but you take a. It's a peel. That's a yeah, peel. Yeah, sure, whatever. Orange peel. Yeah. But you try, you don't get the white part. Cause That's anyway. exactly a peel. Anyway, yes. <laughs> orange peel. And, uh. But instead of sugar or simple syrup, I used maple syrup, Um, you know, because it's like festive. Yeah. And then we also added a uh, cinnamon stick as well. 
Yeah. This version of it, I think, suffers because I tried a new kind of whiskey I had never tried. Yeah. When I was at the store today, I got uh, Pendleton whiskey, which is made in Oregon. I figured, hey, Pacific Northwest, this yeah. one like gets advertised all the time. It's a Canadian style whiskey, but like, man, with maple syrup, I thought bourbon's kind of like overly sweet anyway. So like, this might be better. I like a Canadian whiskey. Man, I don't know. Maybe I'm just off tonight or something, but this is very plain ass whiskey. It's whiskey for people who don't like whiskey. Maybe. I think that's what I, that's my that's my theory on like blend a lot of blended whiskey or a lot of Canadian whiskey is like oh do you is whiskey too whiskey for you? <laughs> Try this. <laughs> it's just kind of like it lacks depth. Like, if but you sip- I like I'm a Scotch girl, so like I sure. this is like the opposite of the kind of whiskey I like to drink. I don't know. Just if you sip it on its own, it's just like it's one note. You know? Yeah, it's just kind of plain. Yeah. Like, it gets a little bit of uh, notes of nail polish remover at times. <laughs> I didn't get that one. I didn't get that <laughs> that tasting note there, James. But um, no, you know, mixed in a, into a cocktail, or especially probably mixed with Coke, like you said. Yeah, I think it'd be good um, with a soda. It's pretty good. Yeah, you know, but just, even just with like a fizzy water or something. I think for right. the same price, I could have gotten a bottle of Bullet. I would have been much happier with. Yeah, Bullet's kind of our go-to mid-range. It's not great. It's good. It's, it's good. It's fine. It's better than this. I don't like Buffalo Trace. No, no. I don't know why people like that one. Sorry if you like Buffalo, it's f- Buffalo Trace. We're going to talk a lot about whiskey if we keep going. Sorry. Let's <laughs> stop talking okay. about whiskey. Anyway, it's fun. It, you know, it's fun to experiment with changing things up a little bit. Yeah. And we love an old fashioned. So I think this recipe would be good with some rye, like you said. Yeah, I think it'd be great with rye. Or something like a little spiced. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe add a couple cloves to it. Oh, I like that. All right, I yeah. that. Get the orange anyway, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking. Uh, we're still in Love of North, in case you guys were wondering. Um, if you're new here, <laughs> we share a little bit every week about where we've been and where we're headed and what we've, what we've been up to. But for this winter, we're staying in one place. Yeah. So for the first time th- in a long that's time. That's a new thing for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's been more than a month now. We've been in Love of North, Washington. We are, um, it is Christmas Town, if you're not familiar. Uh, it's in the foothills here in Washington on the eastern side of the mountains. And if you haven't seen pictures, we'll post some. But they are, it is Christmas Town. Like, it's literally Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a Bavarian-themed village. It looks like something out of a Hallmark movie, especially when it snows. We've had a lack of snow. But it is. Just this week. There's, like, horse-drawn carriages. There's, I mean, it's a whole thing. We've had over a foot of snow already. This We've had year. a couple feet of snow. Yeah, but this week it all—it's all melted. melted. I don't think we're gonna have a white Christmas, back. at least not down here. Yeah. But what we're doing here for the winter and why we chose here was partially because Christmas Town and partially because we just really like it here. Mm-hmm. And we wanted the opportunity to learn to ski this winter, and ski like it's something none of us have ever done. Well, I guess Clay's learning to snowboard, but. None of our family had ever skied before. We did not, you know, none of, neither Clay nor I grew up doing snow sports Mm -hmm. and our kids therefore kind of hadn't. And we decided that that's something we wanted to do this winter. And we were looking at different places. We knew we liked Love North in general. And there's a few different ski resorts within like an hour's drive of here. So we thought that would be kind of fun. We looked at a few different places, but, you know, kind of trying to, having not done it before, trying to find something that was like 
fairly affordable in case we didn't like it and there would be other things that we enjoyed doing too so we, we hedged en- yeah we ended up coming and it's also not quite as cold like where we're camped here compared to like something like Breckenridge which is another place you can go camp and ski for the winter which is obviously perfect and beautiful but they have snow right now uh they do have snow. we have snow up on the mountain it's fine mm-hmm. uh but it is um much colder higher elevation there and we were just that's brutal for our first winter camping so <laughs> uh, we came here and and we've uh, i think we're, we're thinking about even coming next winter already like it's just a great spot for us mm-hmm. that's just kind of the update in case like i feel like we jump right into it sometimes and we're, people are probably like what the hell are they talking that's about true, yeah. this is an rv podcast why are they anyway so that's the that's where we are right now and what we've been up to this week was you know kind of our standard stuff clay and i usually go out on date night on tuesday we've gone skiing a couple times talk about our date night here in a second i got to so we're all taking lessons and we've been going kind of once or twice a week up to the mountain we're skiing at mission ridge here which is an independently owned resort and it's fantastic we love it the vibes are so good everyone is so nice the ski school is great and they have this beginner pass called the freedom pass that has been perfect for us not a sponsor no not at all they're they're welcome to uh <laughs> we love we love them like we're already we're like we're like what can we bring for the ski school staff when we like for christmas like we need to mm-hmm. bring them a present like they're fantastic anyway we've just had the best time today we went to like a slightly earlier lesson than we had been going to and so um well just the littlest and i took lessons today and then mm-hmm. The other two decided they weren't as insane as us and yeah oldest break. and i um we had just skied slash snowboarded two days ago and uh-huh. we decided today and climbed be, yesterday and climbed yesterday <laughs> and we decided today would be better spent uh, still going to the mountain but sitting in the lodge drinking coffee and mountain dew and uh watching anime together yeah yeah, yeah. which was delightful yeah littlest and i did our lessons and then hit the mountain for a couple more rounds after that together and it was <laughs> the first time that I went up on the lift with the kid and we skied together and it was so much fun. I mean, sort of together. She's very fast. <laughs> yeah, you were getting lapped the other day. Uh, I beat her this time because my class was faster this time, but she, <laughs> she's fast and um, she's very good. <laughs> so she would come, she'd, we'd like, she'd be like, okay, I'll meet you down there. And then she'd wait for me and be like, come on, mama, come on. <laughs> it was some of the most fun I think I've ever had. I it's just a joy. Like it's been so fun to learn. We all like it. I think all of us have been loving it. It's we not, are loving it. Older daughter and I sitting out today was not an indictment of the sport at all, but rather just an acknowledgement of our uh, desire to not overdo it. Uh, yeah, the two of us don't know what overdoing means, <laughs> so we're just going to go until we can't. Every time we leave, we have to drag drag the littlest off the mountain. Oh, I know. It's so great. It's so fun. We're having the best time. The teachers have been great. Like, everything has been so great. Well, you know, you're still recovering from your injury, Clay, so we talked last week. Hey, but he had I'm hurt his tailbone pretty, pretty badly. Good. I'm feeling pretty in good. his I first had, snowboard lesson. But you had a really good lesson this I week. I had a great lesson on yeah. Friday. I wore padded shorts. Yeah. Highly recommend any of you other olds who are learning <laughs> snowboarding. And I, hey, I fully recognize I'm 38. Like, I'm solidly like heading towards slash maybe now officially in middle age. But yeah. Not, not really. It's kind of old. old to be like learning to snowboard, I feel like. I feel like I'm pretty old to be learning to snowboard. Yeah. Padded shorts, life changing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Save, saved your butt. 
I literally. Yeah. <laughs> like I I got way better between the two lessons and I feel like my instructor was super, super helpful. Shout yeah. out to Bill. Hey Bill. I really like had much more control of my board this time. Um Yeah, you looked, you looked good out there. Understood a lot better. But like I did at one point, like literally the end of my lesson fall on my <laughs> ass again. And I'm not like in unbearable pain today. Today I took out one of the slow zone signs on the <laughs> on the hill. It was the funniest thing. It's the only time I fell today. I just stopped there to like meet up with the little one and then she took off again. And I went to take off and I somehow caught my ski on. <laughs> I went down, but these two like so you young were... kids came over and were like, Are you okay? I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry. <laughs> they were so nice. So the only time you wiped out was when you were stopped. I was like starting going again, but yes. <laughs> Yes, that, that's what, that's my, again, that's the thing that happens. Because there's like a steepish part, like it's the steepest part of that green run and you come up to it and there's like a, it's like a slow zone because a bunch of stuff comes together there and you're going back to the lift and stuff. So they, it's like, they have all these signs up that say slow zone. Mm-hmm. So we like, we always kind of stop there and kind of like regather and then go back down and go down the rest of the way. And like, <laughs> so I'd met little one there. And she like took off. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go find her. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't paying attention. I thought I cleared the sign when I turned, and I did not. So anyway, I'm sure I'm not the first person that's done that. That's pretty funny. Why do they put obstacles in your path? Uh, I mean, it's like a it's a very wide run. Like you <laughs> should very much be able to miss it. If you can't miss that, you should not be on that hill. Probably. <laughs> Which is why I'm not yet. Uh. It was like because I stopped right next to it and I was like, I don't know, just get ready to go. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm that's all right. I'm still playing around on the bunny hill. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Joe was like, Oh, there's this little like sidetrack right here. Like there's a little jump. You should come over here. It's like, what are we doing? God. Yeah. That's it's amazing. That's my kid. It was really fun. We did it. It's it was it's so great to see it. I just love it. Yeah. It's we've just it's such a, I feel so lucky to be able to like spend a winter getting to really focus on it mm-hmm. and to really learn and have really good teachers. And that we found this mountain that has like such a good accessible program. Like it includes rentals. It includes as many lessons as we want and as many mm-hmm. runs as we want on the first chair mm-hmm. and on chair one there, that's like the beginner chair. And like, it's just, I mean, we're going to get bored and have to figure out how to upgrade it at some point. <laughs> But, like, that was for $330? A person. A person. But, like, that's really good. It is. It is. When you look at, like, that's rentals for the season, passes for the season. Like, it's everything. Honestly, it's an unbelievable deal. Yeah. A, a I don't really think they, I don't think they anticipated people taking quite as much advantage of it as we have. We're like, hey, can we grab another lesson? Hey, can we grab another lesson? We're pr- I mean, like, we probably have more free time than other people. Fair enough. Yeah, we just really like it. It's fun. I mean, like we're here to. Do it's gonna that. pay off for them anyway because we're gonna end up buying pa- like full passes next sure. year. But yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, and like, gosh, and or like some this year even. Like we, like we were saying today, like we go there and we buy fries every time. Oh my god, their fries are so good. <laughs> they have really good fries. Gosh, and they're way overpriced, but they are really good. Yeah, but everyone's so nice. It's such a nice mm-hmm. place. Like I just really like it. But we. Oh, you got. You got everyone helmets and goggles. Well, except I did. me. Except me. Because you said but, not to. But right. 
since the kids were going down the lift, I saw I said going up the lift and you know coming down is like bigger, not mm-hmm. just the bunny hill. Yeah, don't they, go down the lift. They provide helmets is with the rentals and they're fine. They're good helmets. Um, mm-hmm. I just was like, I want to have helmets that are ours that fit us really well that we know where they've been and what accidents they've been in. <laughs> yeah. And I just care a lot about that. And it's like I don't know. It's something. F- nice to have like mm-hmm. to not be wearing it's like other yours, people's yeah. head germs on your head like so you get yeah. your goggles that fit your helmet yeah we all yeah. got our helmets and goggles yeah but they're fun it's fun yeah so skiing's been great expensive but fun uh we didn't climb or ski on tuesday no we usually do so clay and i are hi friends we can't sit <laughs> still did you know that about us <laughs> so when we go out on date nights there's two types of date nights we do, generally. There's the standard date night is go climb and go grab some pizza or something. Mm-hmm. That's like our favorite thing to do. And maybe go like hit a store or something if there's something we need to grab. Mm-hmm. If we have some time Errands. where we're out without the kids, <laughs> we'll grab coffee, we'll grab a drink. Like, but we'll, like, Ooh, remember we used to go on dates to Barnes & Oh Noble? my God, yes. I love that. <laughs> But we'll go, we'll go out, but like it's mostly to climb or something because we, we need to do something active. Like we're not like, just just dinner isn't isn't much, and I don't really like movies, so. Sad day. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do stuff. No, I'm sad that just dinner isn't much. Well, it's good. So that that's the, the other thing. Sometimes it is just dinner, but it's like if we're doing a just dinner, like then it's gonna be like a two to three hour dinner yeah, type thing. You really enjoy with it. all of the courses and wine. And like we love like a that kind of a restaurant. Sure, it's expensive, so we can't do it all the time. No, but like like a tasting menu, wine pairing situation. I can draw. We can out. get really good into like the foodie stuff. Totally, totally, totally. But I can also draw out a pub into two hours. Totally, we, if they're not rushing enough. you the fuck enough. out of there. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's what happened Tuesday. So we went to, we'd been wanting to check out South. It's a Mexican place in Leavenworth. I know, a Mexican place in a Bavarian town. In, it's not an actual Bavarian It's town. not an actual Bavarian town. And actually, there's a, t- there's a, lot, there's a lot of Mexican people around here. A huge Hispanic uh, population <laughs> in this whole valley, yeah. So we wanted to check out South. We'd heard it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's cute. It's like right, right downtown. And so we walked over there and we plopped down and got in kind of like right away. We were pretty early because we were, I don't know, ready to go early. So we left. And uh, it was kind of early in the evening and we sat down and like, there's like a group of like three families with like toddlers and babies next to us, which is fine, except they were screaming, running, running into our table, that kind of stuff, which is whatever. That's just par for the course, tourist town stuff. But then like we put in our order and we ordered like the chips and dip didn't come for free, which is fine, whatever. And we, so we got the chips and chips and dip. It was chips and salsa and dip, like like all these other dips. But and it was delicious, honestly. It was that was really yeah. good when it came. And we went ahead and ordered our entrees then too, but like not thinking that would matter. They brought it all well, at cause, once because they asked if we wanted more. But right? Anyway, yeah. And then they brought our chips and dip and our entrees like at the same time. I mean, they gave us like three minutes and like never offered a second drink. And so this is like we thought we were gonna hang out there for a while. Like they have good margaritas. Like we'll sit here and have a couple. We'll like right. hang and chat. But it was the margaritas like, were all the food it, was good. It was delicious. That's yeah. the most annoying thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of pricey for what it was, but it was delicious. But so it's like a hundred dollar meal, and we got rushed out in thirty minutes. 
Yeah. Like, that was the part that I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, we- it was really weird. Well, it's because- like we couldn't hear ourselves talk at first. So, like, maybe that I, we were kind of like, whatever, we'll just eat and go. But mm, I think when we showed up, it was, it had promise. Like, they were kind of turning over the it's like, really early, cute. early crowd. Right. And we were yeah. like, okay, well, cool. You know, like, they took a little while to seat us, took a little while before our server came and took our order. And we were still in and out of there in 30 which minutes. Which was totally fine. We were in no hurry. Yeah. We were like, right? yeah, date night, whatever. Let's hang out. Yeah. And then they came and took our order. We ordered drinks and chips and dip. And they said, okay, well, what else can I get you? It's like, well, okay. I think we had, we yeah. gave us a while to look at the menu. Oh my so God. We know I what had we want for our And they were fantastic. Yeah. So we went ahead and said, okay, well, yeah, this is what we want for our entrees. Not not thinking like you're going to bring it at the same time or that we even had to say like don't bring it at the same time. Right. Like bring the appetizer they were so and hyper give people just, a little like, while to, get us to out eat of it. There. Gosh. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> It was just not, the, the, the vibes were off. So it's like we're 30 minutes into date night and we've already finished dinner. Yeah, it was great dinner. But then what? Because right. like it wasn't time to go home yet. No. <laughs> Yeah, babysitter. So we went over to Yodelin, <laughs> um, which is our favorite restaurant in town, probably. Mm-hmm. And other than Icicle, maybe like they're tied, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. We went over there and they have good cocktails. So we were like, oh, can we just sit at the bar and get a couple cocktails? Mm-hmm. We did. They were great. Like, um, Super pleasant. Really, really good. Nice vibes. Good, good place to hang out. Mm-hmm. Kind of quiet, but not like too quiet. No, if you're coming to Leavenworth and you have like one day and you're like, where should I go get dinner and or drinks? Yeah, Yodelin like, is it. Go to Yodelin. No question. Yeah. Yodelin Broth Company. Like It sounds weird, but it's great. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. yeah. They do. Like, when, their broths are not just broth. <laughs> right. It's like soup bowl kind of stuff, grain bowls, that kind of thing. But like mm-hmm. very elevated. Mm-hmm. You can spend a lot or a little there. Like it doesn't have to, like you can get really pricey stuff but also like they have burgers and stuff that aren't too bad price wise and um it's all very fresh like farm to table kind of stuff it's not going to be cheap cheap no nothing in love with this <laughs> oh no that's not true you can get sausages pretty damn cheap oh well i mean <laughs> but anyway it's a good it's a good place to go good vibes like yeah good place i had the vegan banh mi last time that we'd eat there mhm so good but yeah we got these cardamom old fashioned and then um i got the like hot apple cider with rum it was really mm-hmm. good just delicious stuff seasonal really good and then we were like well okay now what because we still it want to go home still wasn't time to go it, home like dinner had just been so quick <laughs> and we went and shopped a little too <laughs> yeah and then we're like Actually, okay sorry window shopped well yeah. no we did get a christmas gift we got one christmas too. gift yeah yeah and we're like i guess we'll go to icicle yeah, there was live I mean, music because they have live music on Tuesdays. Yeah, it was really. I mean, hey, spoiler: Icicle's great. We love Icicle. So yeah, I. So at this point, it had turned into an accidental bar crawl. Yeah, it was an accidental <laughs> getting drunk on a Tuesday night. I'm uh, not really drunk, but like you I, know, tipsy enough to be hungover if you're 38. I was gonna say for me that it amounted to like. You had one more drink than I did. I quit. I think five drinks over the course yeah. of the night. I quit. Is, I was like, I'd never do more than four. That's a lot. It's a lot for me. <laughs> I switched to very root beer unusual. for the, I switched to root beer for the last round. Yeah. <laughs> All very good. And a really fun night. It was. It was fun. 
I think we had a lively uh, political discussion on the way Oh, home. yeah, I got mad at you. <laughs> Which is unusual, but anyway. I got really mad. It was, I was very, yeah, maybe that, maybe it's, uh, anyway. <laughs> we were arguing very vehemently and loudly about separating art from artists in, in re- regards to mm-hmm. uh, Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, important stuff. It's very important stuff. <laughs> Really solving the world's yeah, problems yeah, there. For sure. uh, uh, yeah. I mean, we agree. Just to be clear, we agree that J.K. Rowling has terrible opinions, and that yeah. that trans people deserve to be left alone. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously. Just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> but that was moving that was on. A lively debate. Anyway, yeah. so that's what we've been up to here. Um, we'll continue briefly our. Uh, northeast travel series to give you some travel content since we're not traveling right now and where we left you last week we were at acadia seashore and our dog died damn (laughs) sorry it's true it's true it was yeah so i mean after derby passed we came up the high of cadillac mountain yeah in acadia and then we had to move on we had been planning to go out like basically as far down east as you could go yeah without getting to canada yeah and then we just like eh, i don't feel like it <laughs> and also you had to travel for work it was a combination we would have only been able to really so we were gonna go there for like the whole week of fourth of july week we we're gonna go to cops cook bay state park it looked like the sites were big enough for our big rig mm-hmm. and it looked really cute and i i think we would have loved it but it was quite a drive from where we were, and we were going to need to get set up for the weekend. And then we'd probably have to leave again mm-hmm. because I needed to fly out of Bangor mm-hmm. for work. And we decided just to go to Bangor instead because we couldn't. Because easy. Because <laughs> we just couldn't do yeah. that hard at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think man, it's okay you to have to make like that. those yeah. choices sometimes. And I think also that's just the reality of like traveling full time. And when it's not, you're not retired and it's not vacation. <laughs> like sometimes you have to like reshuffle priorities because like life stuff like work kind of comes up and you have to deal with it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, it wasn't like we stayed at a campground in Bangor. I'm not going to give you the name of it because I don't recommend it. It was like an old KOA. It was fine. The people were nice. Everyone was friendly. Um, Everyone was friendly. It was just kind of like a rundown. The kids and I were it was really expensive. fine there for a week. We had yeah. no problems whatsoever. But before we got there, so for 4th of July weekend, and this is kind of a hack if you need a place to spend a holiday weekend mm-hmm. and you're out like between destinations, if you're like on the road for a long trip or you're on the road for a while or you've, like, you're booking stuff but you didn't book your holiday weekend far enough in advance. And that's You done you. fucked up. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you didn't. Tell You're me why. fine. <laughs> use, why am I fine? Use Harvest House. Oh. We've had a lot of good luck with that. We've done it for several holiday weekends now, and this one was kind of last minute, too, because we were like, actually, let's just go mm-hmm. to Harvest House. Yeah. So the first one we did that weekend, it was an al- oh, not it was, the Alpaca Farm. It was no. the Icelandic Horse Farm. Yeah, what was the name of that farm? Darn it, you told me before. Mystic? No, that was the Alpaca. Mm-mm. Uh, it was Pepper Hill Farm. Pepper Hill, yes. So it was a great harvest host. It was one of these ones that has like a whole field and like numbered sites for the harvest host. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were the only ones there that night, but we were able to find it pretty easily, get parked pretty easily. It was just a really beautiful place. And I think that's, is that what the one that was close to Camden? 
And where we visited Camden. Yes. Mm-hmm. We decided at the last minute we wanted to go into Camden. Yeah, Camden is one of the coastal towns. So we mm-hmm. we dropped the rig there at the farm and we went into Camden and got lobster on the oh coast gosh. at a little shack. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just what we needed. You know, that was like the, the 3rd of July that weekend and we were we were kind of out of sorts, but we... Yeah. We had a really nice time because it was a very quiet place to stay, but we were able to visit a really cute town and walk around and look mm-hmm. at the shops and everyone was so nice and it was pleasant and, mm-hmm. oh my God, the lobster. And It was hard to be at that farm without thinking, man, Derby would have loved I this. I know, but I know. But it, it was, was so serene. It was the very like, healing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we really, really enjoyed that. And then we went to... um main trade hers mm-hmm. farm and like farm store and she's like a woman owned collective mm-hmm. and stayed on their property and it was a little less like developed of a harvest host site but still like a really lovely quiet place to be where we were able to kind of like run around the kids could run around we explored a little bit i met a cow <laughs> i love cows it was super peaceful it was extremely peaceful. The host was very kind and very, um, just like it was quiet and nice, and she was good to talk with and stuff. I think we bought some jams and stuff from her oh, shop, yeah. and it was, good. Uh, it was just a really nice, like nice place to be. And uh, the roads between those two harvest hosts were really interesting, though. Oh yeah, but those roads were—they weren't bumpy. They were just really narrow it was like oh wow we're very big for this yeah yeah it was we, like I, at that point we hadn't done like i mean we never baja. Did, we never <laughs> did baja with the i know field, i was like but... i mean it was like narrow but not like baja narrow but like no. almost baja narrow yeah, almost. there's like trees on either almost. side right uh we it's was con- totally country roads it right? was totally fine you it don't was, meet that many cars i was kind of hanging on for dear life as the mm. passenger <laughs> I think, man, I've gotten so much more chill about that kind of stuff lately, <laughs> but yeah. I think I, I would probably do a lot better with it now, but at that time I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I also think like if we had had the Airstream at that time. It would have been fine. We would have, you would have been a lot less stressed about it. I think you're right. I it's just, right. we felt so big for these little spaces. Yeah. Um, And I think driving this around i still feel kind of that way but like, yeah we don't drive it around that much nope so no and it was um but we did all this stuff and we had i mean you know some issues notwithstanding like a really really nice time mm-hmm. even with the big ray like, we did these harvest hosts we did some other great things that we're gonna tell you about like it's totally doable oh no yeah it, w- it was not to say like if you can only you do, do it. it with a big rig, then do you should do it. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> we had a great summer. It's not. It's not like uh, don't do it if you can't do it with a smaller rig. Like I, we, I don't say. I wouldn't say that about really anything we've done. Mm-mm. Even Baja or Alaska. No, like, I'm glad know, we did it with a smaller um, rig. But like, I would still say if all you can do is take a bigger rig, then I would do it. I was gonna say we have friends who are in Baja right now yeah, who are in a rig bigger rig. than this. Yeah. And they're they happily doing it. Yeah. You know, maybe they're a little bit braver than me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, man, I was like sucking it in with the hairstream. Oh boy. Yeah. But uh but yeah, you can do it. It's totally doable. 
just takes a lot of patience. And yeah. Oh, definitely. Heads yeah. up driving and going slow. Do not slow. force it. I think yeah. like slow down. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Yeah, yeah. Don't force it. Like that's yeah. when you run into problems is when you get flustered and you force it. So that's kind of what we've been up to. We've also been uh, doing a lot of reading this winter. Well, that's like winter is great for that. It's so good, right? I love being cozy with a book. I am like happily getting back into like I finished Pokemon Sword uh-huh. and I got right back into reading books. Yeah. <laughs> it's been great. I'm alternating Animal Crossing and playing books <laughs> and reading books. It's like it's perfect. But yeah, we've got a lot of books to talk about. We have so many books to talk about. So we're gonna jump into that here in a second. So welcome to book club number two. Welcome to the part where we just talk. So if you're <laughs> new here. What's book club? <laughs> if you're new here, our book club is not the kind of book club where you read one book and then we just talk about that book in depth. This is much more what we've been reading, what we've liked, what we didn't like, what you've been reading, what you liked, what you didn't like, and uh, what we should read next and just the sharing the love of books. Heck yeah. There's not really a theme. We like all kinds of books. <laughs> as it's you'll see. It's book club in a general sense. It's book club in that it's a club for people who like books. That's the club. I mean, yeah. So That's, you you nailed it. Uh and most most of us here also happen to be like kinda like outdoorsy book club book readers because that's just who landed here. And somehow apparently all of us like books about dragons. Apparently, we all like the dragons. <laughs> We're going to talk about the dragons, but not yet. Save that for the end. So, for me, so Clay's going to talk about what some of the stuff, some of his favorite stuff he read. I'm going to talk about some highlights of what I read. Mm-hmm. For me, this last, uh, I almost said semester, it kind of feels like a semester, 20, 20 weeks, you know. 20 weeks is about a semester, yeah, so right? Because you semester, have a, like a break. Yeah. 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. 20, 40, yeah. and then an, yeah. a 12 week break. Yeah. So this so semester, semester, this semester, a semester of book club. This semester, what I, I, what I read could really be broken down into like memoirs and generally kind of like adventure memoirs, usually, like for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other half was, uh, you know, dragons and fairy smut. <laughs> fairy smut? What? Okay. Uh, so that's that's what we read. <laughs> that's what I read. I'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, I only read a few books. You so know, I'm a slacker. So I don't feel like I I don't feel like I'm qualified to talk about books on uh like the book talk and podcast stuff because those people read like a hundred books a year and I read like fifty. So I don't think it's about quantity. Yeah, maybe not. Anyway. Not, I mean, this this isn't. No, we're, we're just talking about talk our favorite about that books. Many books. Yeah. So, I I recently fell down the rabbit hole that is romanticy book TikTok, Twitter, well, not Twitter, Instagram, etc. TikTok. So. I fell down the book talk hole. Okay. And uh, therefore, I picked up 
the fourth wing that was the first thing i picked up and that's because some of like the van life and like travel influencers that i follow were recommending and talking about it people who just read a lot also but also happen to be like on the road there's a lot of us i think there's a lot of overlap so i mean fucking everyone was talking about fourth wing everyone's talking about fourth wing everyone who reads justin mcelroy and felicia day talked about fourth wing on a random episode of mabim bam but anyway that's fair (laughs) so anyway we i don't think everyone was talking about fourth wing i just think everyone in a certain circle was talking about fourth wing probably true probably true i mean obviously a lot of people it's a bestseller but yeah anyway so i i like downloaded it and went to read it and i was like this should be interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot about it. Like, people mm-hmm. just recommended it and said it was pretty good or said it was really good. So, that, you know, kind of like sucked them in. Mm-hmm. And I cracked that book open. Well, I didn't crack it open. It was on my Kindle. But I flipped that electronic page. <laughs> and I don't think I was without my Kindle for like 48 hours. Yeah, it was, you were like, I, I live in this world now. <laughs> One whole weekend just gone for that. Spine crack and like, oh, Jamie disappeared into a book. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought we were talking about that at the end. We are. But okay. this is like the evolution of what happened to me okay. this, okay. this okay. semester. Yes. And then I was like, well, I read that. And I was waiting for Iron Flame, the second one, to come out. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, what do I read now? And then everyone knows the next one you read, the things that everyone talks about, <laughs> is a Court, of, a Court of Thorn and Roses, that series. Okay. It's Sarah J. Mass. There's five books out right now. So I went into that. And this is will be my like brief review of, of those books. Okay. I listen. If you're not familiar, A Court of Thorn and Roses is I guess the first story is supposed to be kind of like a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, but kind of, but. Oh, I get it, like Rose and Thorn. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And the the main character and like the main characters at first are kind of like insufferable. The first half of the first book, I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this. Like, it's kind of tedious. I don't know if I like anybody. Mm. it's it's kind of fine and then there's an event that happens in the middle of the first book that you're like oh shit (laughs) and then you're in it okay and then you're just in it and then i was in it until i finished the series the series isn't done no sorry until i finished all the available books in the series okay i freaking loved it okay so I don't want to give too much away if you haven't read it. I haven't. Um, it's just, it's a little smutty at times. Like how smutty are we talking? Well, the la- the fifth one is like real smutty. There's a lot. Like percentage wise. The fifth one is the most, for sure. Like, if if I just open to a random page, is it porn? Probably not. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So there's much less more. Than, less than fifty. There's much more story than that. <laughs> okay. But there's some of that. Okay, sure. 
and there's like it's good it's good story around it there's like a good build up you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay it's good it's good so there's like so it's not it's not the story is not like just tacked on and an excuse no 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 no, no. there's a story and then there happens to be some mm. like the characters have interests in each other intercourse because that's what yes beings do yes okay yes <clears throat> so they so the first book goes by and uh and then you're like oh that's kind of interesting that's pretty good and you're still like i gotta read the second book mm-hmm. and you read the second book it was just a court of mist and fury and that's my favorite in the whole series i think i'm probably actually gonna read this series again which is weird because I don't usually read things twice. Mm. But I just kind of want to like go back and look for some things now that I've kind of read all five of them because okay. it's like there's a lot going on there, right? Like a lot of series, right? Like mm-hmm. there's just like, you're like, oh, maybe I missed that. Or like I kind of want to read that through the lens of like knowing kind of what happens now. Okay, sure. And this book had me gripped. Like I was just in it. There's most of these books have kind of some sort of epic kind of battle at the end or towards the end that kind of keeps the momentum like really like things are kind of building up to that and then you have like kind of some sort of big war okay and then there's like you know you know how it is and so i get you there's like a lot of climax yes so to speak many um but (laughs) sometimes but that book the last couple chapters of that book I was like shouting. I, I was, what? No, shit. You're kidding. Oh my God. Like, I, <laughs> that's how into this book I was. It's true, folks. I like, I, like, I just don't want to give too much away because it's a series, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just there's. There's people that you think you know from the first one that you don't know. And the the kind of tediousness of the beginning of the first one, like all of that buildup, it's all building. Like those those first, that whole, it's like one whole book, right? Because like, it's just like you had to have that to make that payoff worth it in the second book. Like mm-hmm. it was just mm, so good. Okay, okay. And then you're living in this world, right? And so then there's two, there's three more books. And... The fourth one I want to talk about, because the third one is good. I don't remember a ton about it. It was a lot of war, I think, in that one. Uh, it was good. I read it fast. And then, because I was finishing that to be able to read Iron Flame, because then Iron Flame came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, mm-hmm. well, shit, now I got to finish this so I can read Iron Flame. But I, I didn't want to, I was like in the middle of it. I hadn't quite timed it right. It was pretty long. But the fourth one, the fourth one is kind of a novella. And it's like a little slice of life. And okay. it's just, it's a Christmas special. Okay. There's a Christmas special in the middle of the series. And I love it. Sure. It's cheesy and it's great. And it's a little bit silly. And uh, for as serious as all these characters are a lot of times, because somebody's about to die and somebody's like, you know, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just like a silly little Christmas special. Okay. Sure. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was cheesy. Man, I can't. Like, I cannot imagine if there was like a side story Christmas special for the A Song of Ice and Fire books. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd go nuts. I would I oh, I would read the shit out of that. Right? But like 
That well, would be, hila- that would be hilarious. Up. So there's like, so for the first three books, there's like one main character and then it mm-hmm. kind of shifts to a different main character in the fifth mm-hmm. book and like their story. And I'm not sure where it's going for the one after that, but like, so it kind of like helps to like move and it's from a lot of characters perspectives and it's like kind of helps to move that along in that way. Mm-hmm. Kind of shift the narrative over to somebody else. But it's just, it's cute. I thought it was going to be dumb and I liked it. Okay. I loved it. And then the fifth one, whoo, that one's spicy. <laughs> it's really, really good though. The story is also very good. Oh, also. Also, <laughs> it is. I was like, "Whoa, okay." It's getting hot in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a spicy one, but but the story is great. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. It was about a different character and like somebody who kind of gets a redemption arc, and it's just it's really good. Okay, so can. Can you talk about the characters at all? Like, are there yes. tons of characters? Or? Um, so, man, it's so the main the main woman in the first three books is Farah. She is from a uh, the mortal realm and ends up in the fairy realm. Okay, and it's kind of like what happens to her there and how she ends up there, mm-hmm. how she gets there, and what kind of transpires. She's initially with Tamlin. It, it like not. I'm not gonna give away like and say like with with, but like she's there mm-hmm. at his court in the spring courts, the court of thorn and roses. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh Reesand, Reesand, who is Reese, who is the uh, high lord of the night court, and uh, he's a main character as well. And then his kind of sidekicks. Cassian and Azrael, who are and they're like um they're Illyrians, they're like winged beings. Okay. They're they're hum humanoid, but like they have wings. Sure. They're cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. They're prevented presented as like very sexy. Okay, sure. <laughs> kind of dark and sexy, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. night court and stuff. Um, and there's a lot. Like... <laughs> sorry, no, night... sorry, night, night, night court. Night court. Night court is very sexy. The, the, there's the court of nightmares. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, that's it's hilarious. Night court. Sorry. There's like spring court, day court, night court. Like there's all the different court, like autumn court. Anyway, uh, Lucian is another, or like I, I always want to say it Lucian, but I've seen it pronounced Lucian. Okay. Uh, he's another, like, so there's like, there's a cast <laughs> of characters, but there's not, it's not massive. You know I'm them sorry, all. I'm sorry, no, I just want to see daytime TV oh, versions of the courts. Fuck. <laughs> it's like a royal court. Oh, not like they're a courtroom like, drama. They're like high, they're, <laughs> so all of the, the high lords are high fae, right? Uh-huh, like they're, uh-huh. they're like, royal fae so there's like there's a high fae and then there's like lesser fairies Mm -hmm. it's it's a pretty elaborate world but not so elaborate that it's like hard to get into like i said it's like a little slow in the beginning like not i've read stuff that's way slower in the beginning but it's like for me like it especially coming from the empyrean books Mm -hmm. to that i was like oh this is like Okay. Yeah, but it builds on concepts you're already familiar yeah. with from like Dungeons and Dragons or other fantasy realms. Yeah, it's got its own versions of that, right? Sure. But it's yeah. but it's similar. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I liked it enough that I'm now reading the Throne of Glass series, right? Um, which is another Sarah J. Mass one. So I'm like in, I, I think it's fun. I like being in like the conversation about this stuff because it's like, it's fun. It's like reading, it's like watching a show that everyone watches, which I never really can get into a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, kind of reading something a lot of people have read and enjoyed and like, it's just, it's fun to be able to like be in the discourse there, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we're not going to do spoilers on this one because Clay hasn't read it yet, but I'd be happy to like have a more in-depth discussion about like the ins and outs of this book and who mm-hmm. I love and don't love and all that kind of stuff. Cause they're like, yeah, everyone has their favorite characters and stuff. Yeah. It's definitely that type of a fandom of like, Oh, do you either love or hate this person? Or, you know, who's your favorite kind of person, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's it's fun. I, I I I wrote about this a little bit in the letter from for Monday that it's like you know when we were talking about the books and book club and stuff. Just like I let myself just read this stuff because I liked it and I thought it was fun and I didn't really care if it was like considered quote low brow or whatever. And yes, I don't know yes, if this yes. really is. I know there's been some of that kind of lobbed at the Imperium books, which I think is just because people are jealous. But anyway. Nah. Um, <laughs> I I just think like who cares like life is short have fun ride a dragon yeah I'm, I'm amen yeah life is short have fun ride a dragon no I think man a book does not have to be like a quote unquote like highbrow book to be like a really good and smart book that or has a even lot to, say. to be like a culturally important mm-hmm. book totally um, and I like the the um like kind of armchair writers who decide what's well written or not <laughs> is just interesting to me. So yeah, for sure. For if sure. it if it kept your attention and it was fun, then it's well written. Uh, I mean, it's written like, in the way that be it should like be. A certain artistry to it, sure, I sure, think. Sure. But like, man, I don't think Fourth Wing didn't have that. But anyway, no, we'll get to that. We'll later. get to that. So you, I have a few more books to talk about. But why don't you talk about mm-hmm. some of your favorite books? Yeah, so I think um, I will say, though, that it was a pretty recent one for me, but I think my favorite book of the semester <laughs> uh, was, man, other than Fourth Wing and, yeah. and the Imperium books, because that's probably my, my true favorite. But since we're talking about that at the end, my other favorite book was a quote-unquote smart book. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I like those, too. Yeah. And this is one you recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did like it wasn't just you like i'd read about it elsewhere too yeah but it's our missing hearts by celesting i think that's how you pronounce her last yes name, right? mm-hmm. um and i mean famously she wrote little fires everywhere yes and uh, another one that's pretty well known as well. all the lies i never told you i believe something like that um but i would say Never read those. I did. From my understanding and from having watched the TV series <laughs> of Little Fires Everywhere, this is a little bit different. Yeah, it is different. I mean, it still feels like her work, mm-hmm. but it's a different piece of art in a, in a lot of ways. I think this book was masterful. It's so beautiful. I think this book should be taught in schools. I think this is a perfect book for high school students. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great book for everyone to read. It's a good update on a dystopian future kind of novel. 
Yeah. So you mentioned it to me as like, there's like dystopian themes here. And I think, yes, definitely. But I think like the power of this book and really the power of a lot of books like it, especially in their time, is that they it doesn't feel that far-fetched. Right, right, yeah. I, I That's like the scary, good, bad part of it, right? Mm-hmm. What makes it feel so real. And just her writing, like I think is why it feels real. It's on point. Um, yeah. So I do want to mention quickly, like, you may want to skip ahead if anything about like the foster system or kids being separated from their families is a trigger for you. This book deals with that stuff. It's obviously real stuff. Okay, moving on. So Our Missing Hearts is, it takes place kind of in the near future from now, but it's like an alternate history sort of future. Yeah. It's unclear really whether it's, whether there's any like alternate history or whether it's just like an an imagination of where things as they are currently could go in the future. Mm-hmm. But the U.S. has gone through like a, a really bad economic downturn, right? Yep. And politicians basically blame it on China and they pass a law called PACT. It's bipartisan. It's basically propaganda that says like hey we need to preserve traditional american values and we need to prevent foreign influence right yep but what it amounts to in this book is suppression of free speech suppression of right to assemble and like massive scale of banning and disappearing books any books that have any mention of anything Asian, unless it's like anti-Asian, right, are just gone. They don't exist anymore. There are gaps on shelves. Like the Dewey Decimal System has like whole blocks that are just empty <laughs> in libraries. Not that anyone goes to libraries anymore in this world, right? Right, because that would be dangerous, right? Right, exactly. And so there's there's themes here that are like, familiar to us from like what we've learned about history right right about like nazi germany yeah about current communist countries yeah about like mccarthyism in the u.s yeah not that long ago yeah honestly about like a lot of what's going on with like banning books for the sake of the kids right. uh, about like don't right. say gay laws right. stuff like that that's kind of the like landscape for the book. The book centers around a kid who's a middle schooler. Uh, his birth name is Noah, but he always went by Bird. And he's a middle schooler in the start of the book. But you learn right away his mom left a few years ago. And basically his dad tells him that they don't, they don't have anything to do with his mom anymore. That she's not, you know, she's a traitor. And because of, you know, he's been indoctrinated in school and and he says, okay, well, okay. You know, <laughs> he goes along with it. But it's just, it bothers him. Obviously, it bothers him. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention one of the things about Pact. Like, the most insidious thing about this is that, like, they're kind of secretly, but, like, people are bringing it up, but, like, getting in trouble for bringing it up. Like, 
removing kids from families and putting them in the foster system for from parents who are teaching them quote unquote un-American values. Mm-hmm. So Noah has a friend Sadie in school for a few years who this has happened to her. But like she thinks of her parents, she's you know, older. She thinks of her parents as heroes who are fighting the power, right? Mm-hmm. And so he sees that and says, oh, well, like starts to kind of question things. He starts seeing what they call happenings around their area. They're in the Cambridge area, right? And mentions of our missing hearts. Kind of like what they call happenings or like uh, demonstrations, but in the form of like, like pop-up art. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That gets shut down, gets erased uh, overnight. And then he gets a letter uh, in the mail that has like a bunch of drawings of cats. And it's his mom's handwriting and it's addressed to him. And so he kind of starts to question. He kind of starts to search for like, oh, like what's really going on out there? Yeah. <laughs> and. Man, I loved this book. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a like um the the storytelling is so compelling. It's just it the writing is just so poignant. I think it makes you feel like very on edge. Definitely. In, yeah, I think like, the style of it is in like a specific way that's really hard to describe. It's almost a little claustrophobic. I think that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, it's very very purposeful, very much like part of it. I think actually uh, Beth, one of our pen pals, described it as claustrophobic to her. Yeah. Uh, And that was a really good description. It's a good way to put it. It's it's very poignant. I loved the writing style. Yeah, Um, I did too. But it it, it puts you on it. It does. So it's written in third person. It's like very close in. But it is. It's like it pretty much follows Noah. It follows Bird. But it's not first person, and it's very clear that the narrator doesn't have, isn't omniscient, right? Right, right. The narrator doesn't know everything. You don't know everything as the reader. It You don't necessarily just know what Noah knows. It's almost like, it's almost like the book is like an imperfect collective, like, memory of all of the characters of the book. But you don't really kind of realize that until you're done reading the book. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just loved it. I think, you know, once I got like halfway, it was really hard to put it down. Yeah. It does It does a little bit where it kind of like flashes back to the backstory of uh, more of the characters once you get to a certain point and like that's actually where it really takes off. Yeah. So I think honestly like I'm yeah. probably not doing it justice, but definitely if you it's... haven't read it, yeah, it's definitely worth a read. I know it might be a difficult read because it, it's tough. Like it's, it's a yeah, tough it's subject. Weedy, it's a weedy, real subject. I would yeah. Say. Mm-hmm. yeah, but it is so poignant. Yeah, it's a great book. I would recommend anything by Celestine. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is like a different work than her other stuff, but mm-hmm. it all has definite points. <laughs> and uh, her, her storytelling is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really like it. And just like, mm, I don't know, the the way it mentions, like it references like real 
Japanese folk tales and stuff right, like that. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. so it just it feels so real. Like it's like I said, it's it does not feel far fetched. Yeah. It feels like, oh, this like we're one step away from this. Yeah. It makes you scared, which is the point. And I think that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh I think, you know, like if if everyone read it, maybe we'd be better off. Yep. What about you? I think real quick I wanna do my like uh adventure memoir mm-hmm. rundown here. Yeah. Uh like just kind of some quick takeaways of a few of these. And then uh, you can pop into one other book that you want to talk about, and then we'll do our Empyrean stuff. All right, so. Sounds good. uh, We'll do like a lightning round of listener recommendations, kind of our LFTR to be read list, and we'll put it in the show notes as well. Cool. So this semester, (laughs) (laughs) I read The Sun is a Compass. I think I was starting this when we talked last time. It's by Carolyn Von Hemet. Really, really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, you can check out my one minute book reviews on all of these. But like this one is an adventure story about Alaska and the far north. It's Carolyn and her partner are adventuring together. And I like the story of the two of them and their partnership and how they work together. It's just a really great story. The adventure is great. The wildlife is exceptional the birds are great like uh, she's an ornithologist and so her description of the birds and like what i it's just it's hard to put all put it all into like one little neat bow but it's a really good exciting but also like kind of heartfelt story that i think is worth a read if, if you like that kind of a book recently i read to shake the sleeping self by Jedediah Jenkins. And this one had been recommended by a couple of things I had been reading. And it's about Jedediah, or Jed. He, he goes from Oregon to Patagonia. He got the idea from a person he'd been talking to when he was working at a charity. He goes to, from Oregon to Patagonia via bicycle. He brings a friend uh, kind of at the last minute. Hmm. And it's it's good like it's an interesting story it's a you know it's obviously a very long trip i think one thing that i thought was really interesting about it that is that he captured the kind of like weirdness of interpersonal relationships when you're traveling so so much with somebody like that and how strained and interesting things can get when you're like just like basically living with somebody but also having to make all these decisions and all this stuff feels very high stakes yeah and so I thought that was really interesting. It's very like self-discovery in a way that I think sometimes feels a little like forced. You know, I think he was at a specific time in his life when he went on this trip about, you know, like learning things about his own beliefs and sexuality and things like that. And so like there's a lot of processing that that happens obviously on that kind of a trip. But I think the writing didn't always land for me. It felt a little too... effusive <laughs> okay uh, like a little too put on almost like just kind of like i like things that are a little plainer a little more straightforward sometimes in these types of books and it just felt a little too flowery in terms of the writing for me but i do think the story is worth a read i think it's interesting i just think 
it suffers a little bit of this like exceptionalism sometimes that memoirs can have that they seem to lack a little bit of humility, especially I think young men specifically <laughs> suffer from this a bit. It's just Wait, probably young weird. men lack humility. No, we don't. It's just like <laughs> I think a societal thing or <laughs> where people are coming from. It doesn't mean the story's not worth a read, but I do think it has a little bit of that. But yeah, I thought it was it was an interesting one for sure, especially in terms of how he like, talked about faith and things like that and how his faith was evolving. But, you know, in terms of books about about that specifically, I, yeah, I would recommend others. Awesome. But yes, and then uh, a couple others really, really quick. I also read Into the Wild because I had to because we were in Alaska. Hmm. Saw the bus, you know, the bald line from the movie. I still haven't watched the movie. It's a John Krakauer book. We should watch that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't love it. It's okay. fine. It's, it's, it was just okay for me. Like, sure. this, if I had to pick one I didn't like, it would probably be this. But I mean, I still read it. I still, like, enjoyed it enough. Mm-hmm. I thought there just wasn't enough of, of a there there for me. Like, it was. I don't know, it almost ends up being like kind of some cracker, like kind of uh, autobiography interwoven with it because he sees himself so much in Christmas Candles. So if you're not familiar, Into the Wild is a story about, a real story about uh, Chris McCandless who goes off into the wilderness. In Alaska. <laughs> in Alaska. Yeah. He'd done like a couple other things before, like kind of wandered. He ends up, he just needs to go to Alaska. He just feels like he has to go to Alaska. And he goes to Alaska, but he's like, pretty wildly underprepared and he goes off into the wilderness outside of Denali National Park and he stays there for months and eventually dies and that's not much of a spoiler <laughs> it's not because it's like a it's a well-known that's story the whole it's, point of the it's book the book yeah and and so you're like well how did he die like what happened <sighs> you know and that kind of thing and it's like a little Where did interesting it go wrong? yeah I mean, how did he like what drove him out there mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff I don't know. There's just a lot of stories like this of like guys just do it, trying dumb shit because they feel like they need to. Wouldn't you say that that's kind of what we do most of the time? <laughs> Not usually like being so risky, but <laughs> I, I just think, yeah. And so part of me is like, well, people would say like, if we got, you know, something happened with RV when we were out somewhere remote. Yeah, exactly. People might be like, oh, they had that coming. Right, right exactly. Yeah, they were, but oh, like, they were taking a risk. They were living differently. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think what he was doing maybe wasn't even legal. Like, it okay. was, <laughs> it's just very much like, he's just like, I'm going to just go live off the land, but mm-hmm. didn't really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, okay. I. It's hard to like feel that bad, but also you feel bad. It's just so, it's an interesting story. It's well told. It doesn't sound like the protagonist would want you to feel bad for them. I don't think so. No. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I just, there's no. What's the point? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was their point. They were trying yeah. to figure that out. Maybe they never did. Yeah. Anyway, I if you're trying to read a book about adventure in Alaska, I'd pick this one as a compass. There you go. 
And then two other books, really, really fast. Uh, Unraveled by Katie Brown is a book about a climber, a, a very competitive, uh, nationally known climber. She was, I was less familiar with her. She was in the same era as like Beth Radden, Tommy Caldwell, like their kind of heyday. I mean, obviously they're still around and still doing awesome stuff, but like, you know, kind of their young years, um, she was kind of a contemporary of theirs and, you know, kind of family struggles and climbing struggles and stuff kind of detailed throughout the book. I thought it was a nice read. It wasn't the best book I've ever read or anything, but it was like, it was nice. Mm-hmm. A good story. And then uh, I also read one other one I wanted to mention. I read, this one was actually really, really good. Forager Surviving a Family Cult by Michelle Dowd. I heard her on the National Park After Dark podcast. And uh, it's wild, y'all. This one is, it's insane. Like, I, is, is this like educated? It's a lot like educated, yeah. yeah. It's not, but because it, it's like a different cult. <laughs> it's okay, a different sure. thing. But it, it feels a lot. I loved educated. Did you read educated? I started reading it. I don't think I ever finished it, actually. Oh. It was a little too hard for me because yeah. I was like, um, like, oh, shit, what if we're like ruining our kids? Oh. Man, that's like wayward for me, too, when they were in the RV and stuff. Uh-huh. I was like, ooh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but no, this is... This is, it's a story of how she grew up in this family run cult and the camp that they lived at and all this stuff. And so it's a, it's a really interesting story. I, I really liked that one a lot. Nice. I highly recommend that one. So that's my like adventure book. That one's a little less of adventure, I guess. It's like a little in a different genre, but kind of not because like it also had outdoor elements with like, being at the camp and learning to kind of survive off the land and that whole part of the story. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's a, it's a, I haven't read anything like it, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. So, all right, you have one okay. more book and then we'll do Empyrean. It's two. It's going to be rapid fire. Okay. Do it. Um, okay. So <laughs> night bitch by Rachel Yoder. Another recommendation from you. Yeah. This book's fucking weird. I fucking uh, love it though. A woman is turning into a dog at night. Like progressively, not every night she turns into a dog magically. It's like she's becoming more and more a dog. She's just called the mother. She doesn't have a name. Uh later on she's called Night Bitch. It's after the transformation. It's an awesome book. It's kind of uncomfortable and it's kind of supposed to be. I think it did a really good job of putting you kind of of putting me at least inside what it feels like to be a mom who kind of, no, not kind of, put their career aspirations and like your kind of like your whole sense of self and purpose aside for the sake of your kid and your family. Yeah. Uh, which is not something I could completely relate to. Um, maybe like secondhand relate to. Yeah. And like maybe understand a little bit of from being a stay-at-home dad for a while, but not really. Um, yeah. But it just had a really, like, the whole thing's a really good metaphor for like just like the transformation of like finding your new self after yeah. a big change like that yeah. and just like fucking taking your life back. Yep. And I will say like for a long time while I was reading this book, I kept telling you like, I really think this should be a short story. This would be a really good short story. And then by like 
<laughs> I think I got about halfway or maybe two thirds of the way through. And then I just like breezed through the rest of it, like yeah. read the rest of it. And I was like, okay, I get, I get why this is a novel. Yeah. And I think it's just because it's like. You, you need to sit in that discomfort. Yeah. You kind of have to be with this character through all of this. And mm-hmm. it like, it takes a while and that's kind of on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was really cool. It's definitely worth a read. It's fucking weird. Um. It's good. Yeah, I love that book. Okay, and then my last one, uh, same as last book club. My last one's gonna be a kids book. Yes. Uh. So this is one I just finished reading with our youngest. This is called Allergic. It's a graphic novel by Megan Wagner Lloyd. Um. And it's kind of targeted at like third through seventh graders. Our youngest is a second grader. Uh. But she ate this up. Yeah. She could have read most of it herself probably, but it was like fun to read it together. Yeah. Um, we were talking like, about it on the like, ski lift today. <laughs> yeah, to kind of talk about like the the topics together and stuff like that too, right? It does a really good job dealing with allergies. Um, our second grader has a food allergy and it's hard. It does a good job of dealing with how hard it is to adapt when it feels like you're body is like rebelling against you (laughs) yeah and it can affect your social and family life even when your family is like completely doing the right thing and being supportive yeah it still affects it yeah uh allergies suck but like there are bright sides there are like it's a really good heartwarming story loved it uh the art is amazing and yeah we just had a really good time reading it i think it's like Good for kids and grown-ups who are dealing with allergies and for those who aren't but have friends and relatives who are, which is, I mean, basically everyone. So, yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Before we jump into Empyrean, we're going to rapid fire, and we'll put this in the show notes, the kind of to-be-read list, we'll call it, um, the recommendations that we have received from listeners. I think I got everybody. I'm sorry if you sent one kind of early on and I didn't get yours. Um, But here we go. Uh, From Sarah, we got Finding Me by Viola Davis. That one's definitely high on my list. Ryan sent in the Outlander series and the Ken Follett's Century Trilogy and a couple other historical fiction books, but those are the two that he kind of most recommended. Okay. And then Beth recommended... Heaven and Earth Grocery Store. Uh, Before the Coffee Gets Cold, she said that one is uh, a tearjerker, so keep that in mind. Okay. Um, the Legends and Lattes book um, that we talked about, you and I and Clay it's had like talked about. It's like a series, about. right? Yeah, yeah. the series there. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's two now, I think. And then uh, she also recommended a novella called Foster by... Yes, I want to read this. Claire Keegan. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron recommended The Echo of Old Books, uh, Such a Fun Age. It starts with us, Lessons in Chemistry, which I, I enjoyed also. Um, kind of, I, in spite of myself, I didn't necessarily think I would like it as much as I did. The Last Chairlift, Looking for June, uh, 1,000 White Women, and I have some questions for you. So those are the listener recommendations this 
the okay. semester. So I'm going to try and pick up at least a few of those before. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess club. we know what we're reading for my, this, this my reading list. Semester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I got this whole fo- Throne, Throne of Glass series to get through too, which I, uh, which Ryan also recommended and he had recommended Akatar. So thank you friends. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> always, always send in your recommendations, your thoughts on books. Um, yeah, I think that Viola Davis one's going to, come high up on my list but we'll see but yeah, yeah that's what we're up to that's what we're that's what we've been thanks for reading. sticking with us friends yeah thank you for <laughs> listening we'll wrap this up quick because it's pretty late now but thanks for i'd love to hear your thoughts on any things we talked about including fourth wing and iron flame or any other books drop some one minute book reviews or other recommendations in the comments if you'd like, you can also email us at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. Find us on the socials at lettersfromtheroadpod, and you can find our substack at lettersfromtheroadpod.com. Yep, I think you got it all. I think I did. <laughs> Thanks, as always, for being with us. If you have more book recommendations that yes. we didn't hear from you so far uh, that you want us to read and talk about uh, next semester, I suggest you give them to us. Even better, become a pen pal, join the Discord, talk about them with us on there, and then, uh, yeah, we'll get them on the next book club. You want to be a part of the ongoing discussion? Mm-hmm. Uh, we always have a book club discussion going on the pen pals. Absolutely. On the Discord, so that would be fun. We'd love to have you there. Uh, thanks for being here, friends, and until next time, we'll see you down the road. Bye. Bye.